You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number two. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. At the bottom of the hour, we're giving away tickets to the Heritage Classic in Edmonton. We want to hear your smoking hot flames training camp takes. 960, 960, name and location. And at the top of the uh, next hour, we'll talk to Ryan Leslie, uh, Flames host uh, for Sportsnet. But right now, our man uh, from the Ross Tucker podcast, NFL on CBS analyst on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. And we say good morning to Ross Tucker. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing awesome. How are you guys doing? We're good. I know you host a, a gambling podcast as well. Um, want to ask you about that field goal in the Rams game. Um, Ross, I, uh, I, you can't tell me it had nothing to do with the point spread. You just can't, you can't convince me. Otherwise, can you convince me that there was, there was no, no Sean McVay knew nothing about the point spread. Everything was on the up and up. Everything was cool. Like is like, where are you at with that whole situation? Cause I just think it stinks. Uh, I did not see what his comment was about it. What, like what, obviously he was asked about it. What does he say? Do you yeah. Know? Like I'm kind of paraphrasing, but it's like, Oh, you know, if we need that situation again, we're just working on situations and whatever, but the urgency to kick a meaningless field goal, Ross. Yeah. I mean, I guess if there were, um, 10 seconds in the game or more, <laughs> Yeah, I would have understood it because it's like, okay, kick the field goal, and then maybe on the onside kick, you know, they it bounces off one of their guys, and you return it or whatever, right? Like, sure. Um, that, but with three or four seconds left, you don't often see a team do that. They usually, you know, throw it in the end zone to try to get a touchdown. I, I guess, I guess, what's the difference? You know, I mean, if they're already down by 10, is there a big difference between throwing it in the end zone for a touchdown or kicking the field goal there? I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I think the big difference is that people know what the spread was. Um, And maybe he knew what the spread was. I I don't know. I mean, I, um, I would say this. I don't think it should stink, though, Hmm. because one of the flaws I feel like in betting is that teams – aren't trying to win by six and a half or more. They're just trying to win. You know what I mean? Like that's one of the issues with betting is like, right. I, I, I feel like I could be a much better better if the people knew, you know, what, um, if the people knew that the teams were trying to win by the spread, you know, like think about that. Like if we knew like, okay, tonight's game, the Niners, are really trying to win by more than 10 and a half. Well, that would change things a little bit, you know? Uh, look, what they say, Ross, the old adage, uh, good teams win, great teams cover. That's what it is uh, in the National Football League. Um, this whole Justin Fields situation, you played in the league. Uh, do you like the fact, like, isn't that like a cardinal sin among NFL players? Never, never go to the media about your coaching or your teammates? Well, he didn't go to the media. I mean, he's supposed to, he has to do the press conference as the starting quarterback. Call out Um, in in other words, sort of. Yeah, no, he didn't handle it. Well, I mean, his, his phrasing wasn't good. And that's why, you know, he came back later in the day and, and tried to, uh, tried to clarify it. 
because I think he knew that his phrasing wasn't real good and that it wasn't what he meant to say and, and the way it was being perceived. I mean, you know, he said he was playing too robotic, and I think he was trying to explain why he's too robotic. Um, and I think part of it was, you know, the coaching and him thinking about what he's supposed to do, and he didn't handle it well. I mean, and I think I, I, I appreciate and respect the fact that he came back later and said, you know, I, I, I see how this is being perceived. That's not really what I meant. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's what he meant or not. You know, that's the interesting part. Like, are we sure that's not what he meant? Or is he just saying that because he saw the reaction to it? How much is uh, his interceptions or getting sacked on him, especially the getting sacked part of holding on to the football too long? Uh, a huge part of it, <laughs> the biggest part of it. I mean, that, I mean, I mean, that's the deal. I mean, that's a that's a major major problem. Is it just doesn't look like he is going through? And I talked about this today on the Raw Sucker podcast with Greg Cosell, who's the uh, NFL Films guru, and he just said like he stays on his first read too long and doesn't get to the next guy in the progression, and you don't have that much time in the NFL. Like, it goes really, really fast. And it just seems like things are moving a little bit too fast for him, and he's taking a lot of sacks that he shouldn't take. Ross, you were on the radio call for the Patriots and the Dolphins. Uh, Fins up. You buying into the Dolphins this year? Without question. Yeah, I mean, I – uh, I have them on Tuesdays on the Raw Sucker podcast. I do my power rankings. I have them as the third best team in the NFL. Ooh, wow. The uh, the best team in the AFC right now. I mean, they went on the road, you know, twice to I think pretty decent teams. Yeah. You know, a couple of a couple of teams that are, you know, going to be 500 or better probably or around there. The Patriots and the Chargers and. They won in different ways. Chargers, they threw the ball all over the place. And then against the, you know, the, the Patriots, they ran them over. I think it's mm-hmm. really impressive. They should have given Cole Strange that first down, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and why don't he teams was, do that more often? He was clearly, he was clearly short. Yeah, but when <laughs> when one of the elite athletes on the field, yes, sir, showcases that athleticism, mm-hmm. they should be rewarded with a um, with the first down. It's such a shame. Yeah, it's such a shame that he he didn't get a couple inches further because it just would have been so much cooler if it was a first down and then maybe the Patriots tied it up or it went to overtime. Maybe they win the game. I mean. I wanted him to have a chance to be legendary, yeah. and unfortunately he can't. Ross, did you ever have like a one-shotting moment in the league like that? Um, not really like a one-shotting moment like that. I mean, I, I had a five-point play once where we were playing Jacksonville, and somebody sacked – I was playing for the Cowboys. Somebody sacked the quarterback. 
and the ball was just laying there in the end zone, and I dove on it for a safety, so I saved our team five points. Right. Nobody ever really gives you credit for that, but um, I don't know. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I scored five points, which is more than most linemen in their lives. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Oh, you point. know what? Uh, you know what? My rookie year, okay, I was playing goal line tight end for Washington. Oh, you know, I was like gumbo tight end, and I went out for a pass, and I was wide open against the Eagles, like my hometown team. Yeah. But there was um, there was a lot of pressure, and the quarterback wasn't able to throw it to me. But I almost scored a touchdown. I, I could have potentially scored a touchdown against the Eagles, which like that would have been my life's claim to fame if that had happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of those Eagles, um, AJ Brown yelling at uh, Jalen Hurts on the sideline, even though they're running the ball down the Vikings' throat in that Thursday nighter. Uh, your thoughts on that, and how's that being played in Philadelphia? Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I think we're all kind of used to, on some level, um, you know, receivers wanting the football and being upset when they don't get it. So I don't think it, you know, jumps out to us as much anymore um, as maybe it used to back in the day. But I don't think it's a good look. You know, I mean – you're winning the game by a couple scores. You're playing well. You're running the crap out of the ball. I, I just don't think that – I don't care for that personally. I mean, the week before, DeAndre Swift, I think, got one carry, and Dallas Goddard didn't get the ball thrown to him once. You mm-hmm. know, so it's like those guys didn't do it. The thing is about it, though, is like it works. That's the problem, right? Yeah. It works when you do that. I mean, so – if you do that and you end up getting the ball more after that, I guess you see why people do it. Um, wanted to ask you uh, about the uh, the Chargers uh, and the Vikings. Um, which teams a lot? Which teams in more trouble here, Ross? At zero and two. Yeah, or even I'm the Broncos. We can throw the Broncos in that mix too, and the Bengals. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, for the. For the Chargers and the Vikings, the yeah. team that's in, in the most troubles, whoever loses Sunday for sure. Mm. <laughs> All right, I like that. Fair, yeah. goes, and, and goes to 0-3. Uh, no, I mean, I think the Broncos have major issues. I, 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 you know, I just talked this morning with Greg Cosell, and uh, he was not complimentary of Russell Wilson, how he's playing. And so I would say that is, highly um discouraging if you're a broncos fan it was it was it was not real good to hear what he had to say about russell wilson so i'd encourage people to check out the ross tucker podcast and listen to that part of it for sure yeah um but you know for the vikings and the chargers i i still think they're both pretty decent and their quarterbacks are playing pretty well you know it's funny um they both have good quarterbacks like top 12 guys but they also, those two guys and those franchises, those two guys, I guess, don't have a great track record of getting it done, you know, late in games for their team to win. But I say that, and the Vikings, like, won every close game last year. Right. So some of that, I think, is just kind of like law of averages. 
Um, Ross, I know you got to run, uh, but real quick before you go, I promised you some fun uh, after we talked to you last week. Uh, yesterday, we had a topic um, based on a guy walking naked in an airport on uh, social media mm-hmm. on uh, Tuesday night. But wanted to ask you, and we got a lot of good stories from our listeners, what's the grossest thing you've seen on a plane or in an airport? Um, well, first of all, I really want to know more about the naked guy. Like, yeah, I know. Like, he, I, I don't know what the context was. It's just you saw a dude being videotaped sauntering through an airport buck naked. I have another detail to add. I think it was in Fort Worth. Okay. But I want to know. Well, I knew that. I knew it was Dallas Airport. I saw that. I want to know, like, what what was the end of the story? Like, what, <laughs> Did he get arrested? What like what? <laughs> like what I mean, led him I, to take I, off all yeah, his clothes? Hopped on a bird to Miami. What yeah. do you mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of the grossest thing I can think of. Um, I think I might have seen somebody one time cutting their toenails on a plane. <laughs> Oh yeah, good God! That's a flag. Like that might have been the worst one. That was pretty bad. Objectionable conduct. Like like fifteen well, yards. Like I like just people are just animals, Ross. Like what what goes, like what what is your the thought process? Like you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna clip my toenails here in public in front of everybody. People just don't give a bleep. It they just like don't. They, they treat the airport like their bathroom. Like they're getting yeah. ready for a, a night out with friends, and I'm just gonna prepare myself. I'm just gonna groom myself as yeah. needed in public. Yeah, I mean, I think you got to be outside for cutting nails. <laughs> Definitely not on a plane, that's for sure. No. Um, and well, we own a story of a, a woman who changed a dirty diarrhea diaper um, on oh, the seat and then no left way. the diaper in the seat pocket. That was from a flight attendant who called us yesterday. What? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is wild. Also, a gentleman saw a man walk into a washroom uh, the, with socks and uh, shoes off, just walked into the airplane washroom barefoot. Yeah, I mean, that's gross, but <laughs> that, that doesn't bother me as much. As the dirty diaper in the seat pocket? Correct, because you're affecting other people with that. <laughs> yes. Apparently, the the guy, the, the, guy, the guy that just goes into the bathroom, like, I mean, it's the bottom of his feet, <laughs> and he's probably, you know, what's he gonna, is that like he's going to be go, do, going down there, like, touching the bottom of his feet and then licking it? Like, yeah. he's going to probably shower when he gets home. Like, right. that, doesn't, that doesn't bother me as much. That may or may not have been me. No, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, Ross, uh, always a pleasure. Um, let's do this next week. Yeah. I mean, I think we're scheduled to, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Let's do it. Have a good week, sir. All right. Ross Tucker, NFL on CBS, Ross Tucker podcast. Always the best. So good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, the dirty diaper we got from Nicole was her name. Yeah. 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 That was, uh, our airport insider. She is. The dead skin one was bad too. That was yeah, so oh yeah, the, AC. the, the guy <laughs> sitting beside the they dead were guy all was pretty bad. Yeah, the guy sitting beside the dead skin. Like I don't even like when somebody like even remotely like I get touched. Like I'm sitting in the seat. I'm like, leave your leg on your side. Do not, do yeah, not, yeah, do not. Yeah, but I don't even like that. Yeah, but you just strangers for you. No. Yeah, have no. I have I told you the story when I went to Serbia in the plane? Have I somebody told you this before? Uh. 
Oh, I don't know. You've told me about plane trips before. So uh, in 2013, I went to go see my grandparents, did the uh, Davis Cup. So I was flying uh, from uh, Toronto to Austria first and then Austria to Belgrade. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was sitting there and it was beautiful Austrian Airlines, great airline. Uh, and these two women were walking over and one of them was going to sit beside me. I'm like, okay, here we go. And the one was, um, let's just say the odor wasn't pleasant on the one lady. I'm like, please not you. Thank goodness it wasn't her. It was her daughter who ends up sitting beside me. Mm-hmm. Russian girl. So we're just chit-chatting, you know, just being pleasant to one another. She's my seatmate here for the next eight or nine hours. I refuse. Over the Atlantic Ocean. Don't sure. talk to me. Uh, she also, and then like maybe about 15 minutes into her conversation, she's like, uh, if you fall asleep, you can lean into me. It's oh. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm going to pass on that one. Yeah. I'm just going to nestle up to her. Just, hey, just like cozy. Get in, right into her bosom and just up, fall bud. asleep on the way to, to Austria. Yeah. Like, I'm going to pass on that one. She's like, you didn't have. Just come on. Come yeah. on in. Yeah. Just snuggle up. Snuggle up there. Come get on, all warm sweetheart. And fuzzy. Yeah. You want to get married? Bust out the blanket. Um, We got tickets to give away. Your hottest flames training camp takes. Give me some training camp takes. We've got some. Because you know I love training camp and preseason. It's like my it's my jam. You know, forget that the baseball, you know, regular season's winding down with all these pennant races. Forget that the NFL's in full swing. You know, basketball's about to tip off. Let's talk about some training camp. It's um, a preseason puck. I'm s- kind of upset because I think Francis beat me to this one, but... I'm going to be really heavy-handed on Adam Klapka is going to make the NHL roster this year. Okay. Uh, I think he's going to spend a lot of time in the AHL, but I find him so fun to watch because I'm so used to gigantic hockey players just being bad hockey players. Okay. And he has speed and hands, and I'm excited to watch him. That's my hot take is that, Adam Klapka is going to be on the roster, except Francis came on and had that recently this week, so it's not even that hot. We're, we're giving away tickets to the Heritage Classic next month in Edmonton. Flames and Oilers at Commonwealth the last Sunday in October. These tickets ain't cheap. We're giving them away right now, straight ahead. Yeah, I think yesterday, what I look at, they were like 280 for like the nosebleeds. Yeah, it's insane. It was like <laughs> but we're giving you, and yeah. they're pretty good seats. Like yeah, We are yeah. giving to you like like great seats to the Heritage Classic. 960, 960, name and location on the text line. You could also call us, 403-240-4444. Your hottest training camp flames take. If you make us laugh, if you make us think, you got the inside track on winning tickets. Also, and I'm going to do this after the break, we have an update on that fighter jet. Mm. Mil- Big time update. 100 schmill. That F-35 fighter jet. That went rogue and was just Zombie flying mode. through the air. Zombie mode. Oh, I got an update for you on that one. Okay. I'm looking forward to this. And Ryan Leslie at the top of the next hour. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan at the top of the hour. Flames host for Sportsnet, Ryan Leslie will join us. We'll get some hot training camp takes from Ryan Leslie, too. Hell yeah. Did Dylan Dubé kill it in uh, the fitness testing yesterday? Probably. I don't think that they've released the answers yet. The answers to the quiz. Does it even matter? 
Yeah, because I want to know. Like, what if John and Huberto was like far and away the worst guy to test yesterday, and then he puts up like a hundred points this season? Who cares? Well, like, I don't care who comes in last, yeah. but I just like to know who comes in first. Okay. If you're not first, you're last. No, just okay. a, a, it's a competition. I'd like to see who wins. Okay. I don't really care about who loses. I'm not right. out here about shaming anybody for no. their bodies that are exceptionally better than mine. Yes. That's a That's lane nice. I'm going to try and stay out of, but mm. nevertheless. Um, we're giving away tickets to the Heritage Classic. Like right now, get your text in, 960-960, name and location. Your hottest training camp, Flames Takes. Training camp, Flames Takes. 960 960 Name and location. Uh, Texty McTexterson or Sportsnet 960, the fan texturing robot, will join us. Also, uh, if you want to call in, you got a better chance of winning tickets. 403-240-4444. 403-240-4444. Your hottest Flames training camp takes. 960, 960, name and location. But first, um, got a little update mm. on that uh, F-15 fighter jet yep. that went rogue. That sure. went into zombie mode. Yeah. So if you missed the story, uh, earlier this week, uh, the U.S. military, uh, they raised some eyebrows when they asked members of the public to help track down an F-35 that somehow managed to lose track after its pilot ejected during the flight. It took longer than it probably should have to find the wreckage in a rural area of uh, South Carolina. So um, the thing crashed in South Carolina in the middle of nowhere, which was good. Nobody got hurt. Dude had to eject because the weather was bad, and the plane went into zombie mode, and but, it crashed. Um, but uh, a gentleman, uh-huh. a gentleman heard the plane. Oh. It flew over his house. Oh, my goodness. Uh, my man, retired um, paper mill worker, Randolph White, 72 years old. Well, he was on local television, WBTW, and uh, he explained... What he saw when the plane went over. So this is this is great for just context. Like all of a sudden you're like, what's going on? A military jet just flew over my thing. It's really close. Well, here's my man, Randolph White, talking about seeing the fighter jet. Normally it's pretty quiet, but on Sunday afternoon. I was in the, uh, in the bathroom taking a shave, and I heard a, a screeching, solid, between a screech and a whistle. I said, what in the world is this? And I heard a boom in my whole house show. White says he didn't realize it was a plane at the time, so he didn't call anybody. The first thought came to me. I said, my sports is a meteorite coming out of space or something. <laughs> well, I said, man. Well, if the airplane it needed to be reported, but the thing was flying is too low. Too low. Too low. My man, my man Randolph. <laughs> That's how the plane sounds. That's how it sounds. <laughs> So if you need so it's it, like a tie fighter in Star Wars. Yeah, if you needed any if you needed a like just just to really visualize what that rogue F-35 sounded like. Uh-huh. Yeah, my man Randolph White has he covered. That sounds like some sort of dying creature. Yeah. Like some creature. He's having oh, Okay. He was having himself a shave. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure that's was what he said at first. No, he said shave. Yeah, he did say shave because yeah. we didn't have to bleep it. He was but. taking the shave. Taking, I'm taking a shave, and I hear. No, <laughs> well, hey, you cut off the s part there. I'm taking a shave. Yeah, he was taking a shave, and then he heard that jet flying over up ahead of him. He just... <laughs> My man Randolph yeah. White. <laughs> this see cut... again. You see this story? It just humanizes the story. Mm-hmm. 
This guy's just sitting there taking a shave. He's like, what is that? What is that? Yeah. Thought it was a meteor from space. I understand. Like, I would probably think the same thing if that screaming sound just yep. randomly came. Do you know what that reminds me of? Hmm. Did you see the call from the Western and the Quebec football game over yes. the weekend? Of course I didn't. I, I understand that. Okay. I wouldn't have seen it either, except yeah. that the call went viral. John Boy picked it up. One of the announcers might have been cheering for one of the teams. Oh. Are you, are you going to play this? Oh, I got to turn the sound on here. Yeah. yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Hey, let's stall side. before stall. we get the clip played. He's airing it out. It's going to be long. No! No! Touchdown Western. Touchdown Western. Kill it, draws back to. Play that again. All right. Here it is. Pass. He's airing it out. It's going to be long. No. No. Touchdown Western. You know what? Wouldn't that be great if Derek Wills totally went that way this season? Yes, I agree. Here's McDavid on a breakaway. No! No, no, no! Two nothing Oilers. Like, wouldn't that be great? That'd be great. Oh my god. Jonathan Huberto is coming down on a breakaway. He missed the net! How could you miss the net? Flames trail one nothing after yeah. 40. That'd be great. Killick draws back the pass. He's airing it out. It's gonna be long. No! Come on, man. <laughs> no. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, your chance to win Heritage Classic <gasps> tickets. right? No. Yes. No, you can win them right now. Oh, God. 960, 960, name and location. Um, these tickets aren't cheap. It's a very exclusive event. It's a big-time event happening uh, to, to our friends to our north uh, in Alberta Commonwealth next month. Flames and Oilers Heritage Classic. Tickets ain't cheap. You can win them right now. 960, 960. Name and location. Give us your hottest Flames training camp takes. Training camp takes. 960, 960. Name and location. If you call in, you got a better chance of winning. 403-240-4444. 403-240-4444. Call right now. Texty McTexterson is our Sportsnet oh, 960. Today. The fan. He's very slow. Text reading robot. Why did he... Well, I'm just, I've only got three right now, and there's a whole bunch. He's a late night, night prior. That's okay. He was out late. He's a bit of a... Because, like, a half these night. people have the same take. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm trying right. to weed it out. Yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, <laughs> um, here's Alex in Calgary. <laughs> a hot training camp take. Jonathan Huberto has to leave the first preseason, a preseason game to take a you-know-what, comes back and scores a hattie, uh, and gives Daryl the two-bird salute. Thank you. Go take a shit. Yeah. Mm. The two bird salute would be the nice little. I wonder where he points them. Straight yeah. up. Yeah. Um, here we go. Um, that, that scream should be the flame's new goal horn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. My man Randolph White. I love no. that. No, that too. No, <laughs> hey Derek Wills just do a no. It'd be great. Game one of the season, totally like like just just go to completely the one side. No, 
I like Flames are down two one now, especially in preseason. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially yeah, in preseason. Sunday. Yeah, against the Canucks. Here's here's Elias Pettersson. No, two nothing Canucks. Megan Mickelson's like, what have I got myself into? Yeah. Uh, here we go. Um, Colin and Woodbine, my hottest Flames training camp take is going to be that Zary stands out so much it forces the Flames to make a move, and Dubay's the one on the way out. Whoa, whoa, that's. You like that hot take? That's pretty hot. He needs a contract. That, I think that's really hot. Yeah, Dubé is one of the guys that's an RFA at the end of the year. He does have arbitration rights. But this is a big year for Dylan Dubé as far as a guy that probably wants to get something that's a little bit more long-term on his next deal getting here in his mid-20s. Um, you got some texty McTexties for us? Yeah, I got four right now. All right, fired Excellent up. Excellent news. Brett from Airdrie. Wolf is going to look better than V Ladder in the offseason, and V Ladder will be traded to the Leafs before the season starts. Ooh. I, I can't figure out why how Texty can save Ladar properly. Trying to find that. <laughs> it's a tough one. It is tough because it's it, you break but it up. It's like, it makes sense. It should say Vladar, but no, not in Texty's mind. Vladiar. The VL is a tough one. It's a for tough him, one, I think. Yeah, Brett and Airdrie. I like that one. I think it's reasonable. Yeah, it's again. We're asking you for hot training camp takes. There's no yeah. right or wrong answer to this. Wolf beats Vladar. Yeah, trades to Toronto. Like I feel like that's like a side storyline that we talked. That's about something all we keep. Season. Like eventually, it just feels like Tree and Conroy are going to get together on a deal, just for the familiarity. Like I'm sure. Yeah, it eventually will happen. Um, let's get to the phone lines here. Four zero three two four zero forty four forty four four zero three two four zero forty four. 44. Todd, good morning. How are you? How are you? Good. What are you doing, Todd? Uh, I'm actually just uh, driving to work. Okay. Uh, what do you got? Give us a smoking hot training camp flames take. Uh, sitting there at training camp watching, and all of a sudden I heard this scream and just, <laughs> I thought it was a flame, but it was Daryl Sutter screaming that about uh, Jonathan Huberdor actually playing really, really good and getting 100 points this year. Mm. All right, Todd. Thank you. Hang on the line. Oh, he's referencing our man Randolph White. <laughs> nope. That was a fighter jet flying over his South Carolina yeah, home. Something like that, for sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Name and location. Hey, it also man, sounds like a goat. You yeah, know, goat we've street. seen that many yeah. times. Hey, buddy was just That's having a sheep. animal I was thinking yeah. of. I, don't <laughs> miss, I had gazelle in my mind, but it definitely sounds oh, no. way more like yeah. a goat. Yeah. I can't tell you. Um, I don't think I've ever heard in my life. I was taking a shave. <laughs> I was taking a shave. I'm taking a shave. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard <laughs> that in my entire That's life. New. That's also why I thought well, he wasn't not, going uh, to say shave. He was going to go somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, um, I get, maybe that's what he was. Maybe he cleaned himself up a little bit. Oh, you think he hit the swerve at the last second? But, I'm going to say no. But he was clean shaven. I okay. will say that. Uh, I'll believe you. I did not see yeah, the video. My man, uh, Randolph White. Um, what else we got for texty there? Um, Jason in Calgary. Training camp hot take. Dustin Wolf has such a great camp that Conroy decides to trade Mark Strom to help pay for the Lindholm extension. Mm, see, that piques my interest. Because yeah. you know I'm in the camp of... But it's not, the Flames don't have to move out any money to sign them long term because the extension would be next year. Sure, so, yeah. Good point. Yeah, you're getting that four million dollars. You sign to whatever the hell you want. No, but again, it make cool you guys. you have more flexibility moving forward. Getting I get it. Yeah, Markstrom's yeah. deal off the yeah. books. Of course, that that makes a ton of sense. I like that one from Jason. Yeah, we can talk about trading Markstrom all you want. I don't think it's ever going to happen this year. Like, I'm, uh, I'm pretty firm in my belief that yeah. there's no chance. But 
And do you if really want to go down that road? By all means, have at her, lads. Do you really believe the Flames can make the playoffs with the Wolf Ladar tandem? No, no, I don't. Unless one of them gets super hot and shows that, hey, well, they it, it carry happens. a load. It, it can, happens. You can. They can it carry absolutely could happen. Yeah, exactly. There's a litany of reasons why you can't trade Jacob Markstrom. Yes. I don't no. need to There's too much. Uh, yeah. go well, and let's not forget that when Vladar was, quote unquote, handed the reins as the number one goalie, eh, his play dipped. Eh, I'm willing to say that another coach probably would have given him a little bit more of a rope. Okay. But his play did dip, and he wasn't the same guy since he took over that quote-unquote number one job. He wasn't as good last year as he was the year prior. Yeah. When he was like dynamite for the first half of the season. All right. Dustin in Calgary. My training camp hot take is the man, the myth, the legend Kevin Rooney makes this team by proving himself the best option as depth center, rejuvenating his young carrier with the injection of youth pushing him. Go Flames, go. (laughs) Okay. More Kevin Rooney. All right. Okay. Hell of an AHLer. Hell of an AHLer. Nothing wrong with that. Excellent. Nothing wrong with being a professional hockey player. No. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing nope. wrong with Making that, that bank. <laughs> no, he was playing big. hockey. He was a huge part of that team in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Played a ton of minutes for them. They relied on him a lot. I just don't know if there's a spot for him on this team. And, again, the Flames are doing pretty much a lot of what the fan base has asked them to do. And like, a lot of what they said they would do. No, but I mean, like, like you just look, you got to get rid of Daryl. We got it. And they did. Yeah. Like, Tree was obviously, you know, I don't think anybody wanted Tree to leave, but he, he did. But well, this team's got to get a lot younger. You stop playing veterans on the fourth line. That's essentially what we're going into here, into the season. It's not going to be this, you know, 30-plus-year-old fourth line on the Calgary Flames anymore. We're not going to see that. You're going to have a, an infusion of youth into this lineup which the fan base has been pining for for a hell of a lot longer than I've been here. It's like, oh, please, yeah. please play some young players. Please, I can't watch you know Trevor Lewis anymore playing on the fourth <laughs> line. Although a very serviceable NHLer, I like Trevor Lewis. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing. This is a slight <laughs> against him or Milan Lucic, really who like turns Trevor like a seven forty seven, like great tough guy. Everyone loves him when he fights. But again, speed is always an issue. Let's have younger, faster guys on the fourth line to maybe work their way up into the lineup. That's exciting times if you're a Calgary Flames fan. That's what this fan base has been screaming for. How about some more youth in this lineup? And You're going to see that this year. This next text can uh, show you that. All right. Oh, okay. TJ from Signal Hill. Matt Coronado has one game of NHL experience. During that game, he played with Jacob Pelletier, and they showed to have some good chemistry. To start training camp, they continue with those two as a duo slowly getting better and better. By the end of training camp and heading to the opening night roster, Adam Ruzicka will be the center for both Pelletier and Coronado after finishing preseason off as a trio. Ruzicka and all three players prove to be ready for the NHL and showing they can be a top nine line in the NHL. Okay. Wouldn't that be fun? I'm fascinated by this duo to see if they can play together consistently. Because I, I kind of feel like Coronado is like a top six guy and Pelche is like a middle six guy. When I kind of project them out the way that they play and the size and all that type of thing that goes into it. The big one there that I have a harder time coming to terms with is Rizichka. I don't see his spot on the roster. I know Francis had him as the second line left wing, I think, when he had his lines out on social media there the other day. Um, but this is this is make or break for Adam Rizichka, in my opinion. Can I, can I tell you why I'm really rooting for that to actually happen, TJ? In Signal Hill. 
Why? So we can call it the CPR line. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's pretty good. That thing, that thing, that thing just writes itself. It's pretty good. The CPR line. Yes. Uh, flames to the rescue. You know what? What a thrilling. You know, you had to have CPR thanks to the CPR line as the flames yeah. went in overtime. Get the paddles out. Yeah. Be great. <laughs> yeah. There's Give me l- Rajitska Coronado <laughs> Pelche. Let's go. The get, CPR line. Get me someone with a different last name that starts with R. That's we can do that. Right? Rooney? No, <laughs> that also does not work. Okay, you sure? <laughs> Positive. Joe in bonus. Backland requests a trade after Anderson is announced. Captain. Wolf performs best that of any goaltender, and Zari performs incredibly taking a spot on the roster. Hmm. Zari's an interesting one. I feel like after watching him last year, one more season in the AHL, maybe being their number one centerman would be really good for him. But that being said, I don't know if that's in the cards either. Hmm. I I would be very impressed if he came in and he made some noise at camp. But once again, it's one of those things like I'm, you can't find a spot for Adam Rizicka. And I think Zari has a higher ceiling than Ruzichka, but at the same time, Ruzichka's further along at this point, and we're having a hard time finding a spot for him. Uh, I know that, uh, again, these hot takes are just flying in, and thank you, 960-960, name and location on the text line. You want to call us to 403-240-4444. I don't think we're talking enough about Walker Dewar in training camp, are we? Like He's like the forgotten guy in all of this. What is there to say about Walker Dewar? I expect he, him to be the fourth line right winger, full stop. Here, Here's what I would say about Walker Dewar. I think he can play his way up the lineup. I I agree, but I that's think... What, that's what I mean. Especially I like, because this team is considerably weaker on the right side than anywhere else in their big forward guy group. Big can skate. Does he have... things. I agree. He's got a lot of those things that you like as a bottom six player, but does he have the creativity and the skill to move up into a top six role with some more top offensive nine. guys? Yeah, without a doubt. I yeah. think for sure that he could kind of bump up a little bit. But that's what I'm penciling Dewar in for. Come yeah, in. And, and again, I know. Grab like, that fourth line right wing spot. Grab it right by the scruff of the neck. Yes. And take it. Again, like obviously so much things to watch, like especially up front. Can Huberto bounce back? Is Lindholm going to stay long term? Is he going to sign an extension? You know, what's going to happen with Michael Backlund here too? Is Majapani going to have a bounce back here? Dylan Dubé uh, needs a contract. How is he going to perform? Nazem Kadri, is he going to be the Nazem Kadri we saw at the first maybe quarter of the season uh, opposed to what we saw in the last quarter of the season? Like there's so many question marks. It's just like, and then there's Walker Dewar, like just flying under the radar, a guy who's just been, you know, playing progressively better when getting his shots in the NHL, I really like Walker Dewar. I like watching him. I like his speed. I like his size. I like that he's And I from, like that he uses his size. I like that he's from North Dakota. Yeah, he's American. South, nice. Dakota. South Dakota. South Dakota. God, Rose! Ah! I'm going to go jump on the train tracks. Chris Shoot. from Calgary. Here's my hot preseason take. Huberdeau is going to have an incredible preseason and average three points per game. Oh boy. When reporters ask how he prepared in the offseason, he will admit that he was training hard with his good friend Daryl Sutter on the farm. <laughs> his dear friend. His dear, dear friend. He was just working Besties. on the farm. Yeah. That's what good, they used to do in the olden days. Pals. Hey, bailing the hay, working yeah. on the farm. That's how they got in shape. Digging holes for fence posts. 
Man, have you ever seen that photo of like Bobby Hall on the farm when he was like a young guy? <laughs> Good God, that guy was jacked. Good for them. <laughs> yeah. Back then, it wasn't so easy. No, it wasn't. That guy was, uh, he was yoked back in the day. Bobby Hall farm. Yeah, have you ever seen that photo? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness. I told you. This looks tanned. like one of those like. Uh, and he's tanned. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Look at the mitts on him, too. Yeah, dude, that's what I was going to say. That dude got... could, he could, you've never seen that photo either? No. He's yeah, got, see, I told you. He's, he's, he's got the pitchfork and the hay bale. Yeah, I told you. He's that's that's off-season workout right his there. This looks like it would get. He looks like an Adonis here's, here's in that photo. arm wrestling Gilles Gratton. Yeah, like, look at him. <laughs> and how thick is that chest hair, too? Yeah, that thing can stop a bullet. Yeah, oh, this this is an imposing creature. This I told right you. here. I love it. This would be like getting punched in the face by a phone bar. All right, how many yep. more we got? I don't know. Let's do a couple more. Okay. SCPTT in Thorncliffe. What? Mitch McLean makes the team as the 12th forward and is this year's Walker <laughs> Duver. The fourth line is one of the best energy lines in the league this mm, year. Mitch McLean. I appreciate that you went to Wranglers games yesterday and you know who Mitch McLean is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and boy, is he fun to watch out with the Wranglers. Yep. But I don't see yeah. that. No. I don't think he no, gets, no. I don't think he's in any. Do you want do you want to keep going with these and maybe we give it away later on? And we double it up with the expendables or no? Uh, it's up to you. You're the producer, Patrick. You're the you're you're the captain of the ship. Ah, uh, 8:30 is going to get real busy, I think. Okay. Yeah. We got to give him away here. All right, you got another one? We got more. Okay. Joe in Penbrook. Oliver Keelington is the <laughs> best man in camp, thus forcing the Flames to give him top 4 minutes and establishing a perfect lefty-righty decor. Projection Hannafin Anderson, Shillington Wegar, Zadorov Tana. Zadar, Zadorov Tana. You, you, you gotta love, oh, you're liking that, that text, eh? You're, you're touching your mustache, you must like it. I've, I've said that there is definitely a way for this team to do lefty-righty combos if they go with this six. Mm-hmm. Now, Shillington best, being the best defenseman out of camp, that's, that's not going to happen. I feel pretty confident saying that. Okay. But at the same time, I think he's going to be good. Yep. But I don't... Best defenseman in camp after not playing for a year? Come on now. Um, Dustin. Dustin, good morning. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you doing? Good. What's your uh, red-hot Flames training camp take, Dustin? All right, here it is. I'm ready I for think it. The Flames are going to be so impressed with how William Nylander looks at center mm-hmm. that they're going to trade Noah Hannafin for him. And open the door for Dustin Poirier to be a regular NHL defenseman this year. Dustin, I like the way you're thinking. You, you, you know, you, you know, you're you know you're playing up to this guy because you know I'm on the bring William Melander to Calgary in a trade train, Jeremy Poirier. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We can just play him at center with Stamkos, with Lindholm, with Kadri, and with Backlund because we're gonna have all five, right? Sure. Yeah, all right, hang on the line, Dustin. Thank you. You know I have a soft spot for William Nylander to Calgary you rumors. You know, know I love that stuff. I know you do. But the fact that the Leafs want to play him at center, it's like eh, they want to hold on to him, but they just want to say, "Hey, we're paying him ten million now because he's their second line center." You may as well try it, right? Like <laughs> he's continued to impress me as his career has gone on, and I thought that he was going to be a little bit of like a sixty-five point offensive guy who you can't really rely on at key times. Listen, the hardest thing to do and in this league. he has not been that guy. Nope. He has been an outstanding player for this team. Hardest thing to do in this league is score goals. 
and absolutely is, and that guy can do it at a consistent basis. If he, again, I've said this many times, if he came into the Calgary Flames, the Calgary Flames would finally have a game breaker because they don't have one. Um, One more text? Sure, one more text. All right. Mondiv from BK Balford Liquor. Hot Take Wolf takes over training camp and will pull off a Kipper Classic season and shock the hockey world and take us straight to the finals. Ooh. Save this text, Jets. Save it this text! It will happen. Okay. That's bold. Uh, let's mix in one more call or two really, 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 really quickly. I'm Chad. In. Chad, good morning. How are you? Good. How about yourself? Good, Chad. Uh, Leia, smoking hot uh, Flames training camp take on me. Okay, Jacob Pelche fills in Klopka's face to solidify his spot on the team. <laughs> Klopka goes to the ECHL to spend the season in shame. Jeez. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> There's. I don't even. I don't even think Pelche can reach Klopka's face. First off, <laughs> okay, this is a serious problem with the query. And second off, ECHL for shame for a whole season. I don't know if he needs to go for the whole season. Maybe a quick trip. All right, Chad, thanks for calling. Uh, which one do you like, Patrick? Shame. <laughs> uh, who are the, Shame. Who are the calls? Who's the first call? Shame. The uh, first caller was Todd. Uh, mm, I know. I I like the uh, TJ top nine line, but Ruzicka, TJ and Signal Hill? But, uh, yeah, well, the, the Ruzicka one. But uh, I, well, You know what? I like that one, too, because we can call it the CPR line. Play the TJ and Signal Hill one. TJ from Signal Hill. Matt Coronado has one game of NHL experience. During that game, he played with Jacob Pelletier, and they showed to have some good chemistry. To start training camp, they continue with those two as a duo slowly getting better and better. By the end of training camp and heading to the opening night roster, Adam Ruzicka will be the center for both Pelletier and Coronado after finishing preseason off as a trio. Ruzicka and all three players proved to be ready for the NHL and showing they can be a top nine line in the NHL. I love it. TJ and Signal Hill, congratulations. You're going to be Teach. You're going to the um, Heritage Classic next month in Edmonton between the Flames and the Oilers. Uh, mark that on your calendar. Sunday, October 29th. You're going to the Heritage Classic. Congratulations, TJ in Signal Hill. Uh, don't fret, listeners. One more st- chance. Yeah, we still have uh, movie tickets to give away at around 8.50 for Expendables 4. Uh, we'll do that, and uh, we'll talk to Ryan Leslie next. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sports at 960, The Fan.